Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of It Was All a Stream. I am Chris here with my co-host and cousin, Neil. What's going on, man? Welcome back. I'll tell you what's going on. We've got a lot to talk about, as always, but I, I'm like, I'm chomping at the bit to get to our our Batman critique. I need to hear all about your thoughts on, oh, on dude. the Batman. I've got thoughts. I've got many thoughts. Let's let's start. Give us give us your overview about the Batman. All right. I think and and now I'm a few days removed from it, so I feel like I can give a, a an honest critique. It was quite simply the best film I've seen all year. No, in the last 2 years. Okay. Okay. Wow. I'm going to say it. It's the best. Here's what it is. Let's take Batman out of it for a minute. It okay. was a good film. Yes. It, it like it was long. You know how I feel about long movies, but like it did its job. It got it, it was a who done it. It kept me interested. We knew the Riddler was was the problem, but like how and why and who's involved and is this person lying? And is that right? There was family drama. We can get into the specifics of its relation to the comic books. But as a film, I every every second I, there was something going on where I was like, oh, my God, like they, they just did that. in The Batman movie. They just did that. In the Batman movie. They just said it's like that. I couldn't believe it. Uh, spoiler alert. I was like, they just blew off a guy's head in a Batman movie. Yeah, that was to do that for real, dude. What were what were your thoughts while you were watching this movie? Um, I loved it. Yeah, I loved everything about it. this was for me the closest that the movies have gotten to what I imagine a Batman story to be. Wow, that's now that's a good critique. You know what I'm saying? Like if I yeah. built a, a a if I imagined a Batman story in my mind just based right. off of the history of Batman and the comics and you know all the you know Batman on screen that we've gotten and everything like that. Right. This is the closest to my idea of Batman and the world of Gotham. Batman and the world that we've of gotten. Well, it was Look, it was gritty. It was, I think, the most realistic depiction of a Batman yes. that we've seen. W- without a doubt, the most realistic yeah. depiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I, I remember, like, it's this was so, so crazy. I remember sitting in a theater in 2005 watching Batman Begins going, this is everything. This is the realest I've ever mm-hmm. seen, uh, you know, it get. So it just is unbelievable. The The one element I think that we can all admit is it's a necessary element to Batman, but it is the most unrealistic thing that they will never, ever get right uh, because that's impossible is the grappling hook. Like he just okay. grapplings out of places. He grapplinged up of 18 story police department. Yes, they did. Uh, you know, it's, I feel like it's too it's too convenient, but I dig it. Like th- that was okay. I didn't even brush up against that. I was in for it. I yeah. was in for that. I was in for uh, 
swinging across the the Astro Dome or whatever it was, the Madison Square Garden of it all, which again we'll get to step by step. Yeah, but definitely the most realistic since the Christian Bale universe, and I I gotta say, might be one of the best depictions of of Batman of Bruce Wayne being Batman. Okay. Because we all well, we always go ahead. Let's let's get into the, one thing I will say too about those Nolan movies because I have done a rewatch in recently of right. those movies and people would be surprised especially now comparing to this version I think people would be surprised at how much it, more campy those movies yes. are than we originally conceived them to be absolutely absolutely um so let's let's start with batman let's what let's start breaking down this movie piece by piece um this is going to be a full spoiler conversation uh so there is your warning people if you haven't seen it already go out and see it and then come back to the pod um robert pattinson plays batman i was against him from the day one i've changed my mind okay so let's let's split this now his portrayal of batman in costume your thoughts in costume as batman i think he was one of if not the best he he was gritty he nailed the uh the physicality because i you know they've drawn him every which way they've drawn him barrel chested they've drawn him thin they've drawn him athletic all that thing but that to me is what a Batman looks like in a bat suit. Mm-hmm. Regardless of just the physicality, the appearance, his demeanor was perfect. He didn't go over the top with the voice. And I'm going to throw this in because I know we're, we're splitting it. But one of the reasons I dug it was because they successfully did something in this movie that no other movie has done. And maybe that's why I'm loving his Batman portrayal. They put in the inner monologue. Yes. I was thinking that as well. And so I was like, as a a comic book guy, seeing that in the comics, I'm like, this is genius. I'm like, I get exactly what's happening. This is perfect. I loved it. I thought that was a good, so maybe that's why I got an extra special affinity for this Batman depiction. I, I think that's a great point. And as we were watching, that was something I was thinking about too. Yeah. As I was watching the movie and they were doing the voiceover stuff, I was like, how have they not done this yet in a Batman right. movie? This is great. The, and it was very like, it was literally like straight out of a comic because it was very kind of like poetic. Right. Similar to how, you know, Batman's inner monologue intros might be as he's looking over the city or we're getting images of the city and what's going on and stuff like that. Um, how about emo Bruce Wayne? All right. So that's a choice, man. Like I was not about it. I did not care for it. Okay. Um, it, it didn't stop me from enjoying the movie because quite frankly, there wasn't a lot of Bruce Wayne in this movie. Yes, correct. You know, there wasn't a lot of Bruce Wayne and of 
from what we saw, I, I didn't hate it, but it was definitely like I read somewhere he was channeling Kurt Cobain. Like yep. it was definitely a grunge Bruce Wayne choice. Not my favorite. So I, th- I think I was actually fine with it. And here's why. Tell me why. And this is, There's theories online about the choice that they made and where they're going to go with it and everything like that. Right. That I feel like I tend to buy into. And that's we're getting second year right. Batman. Right. He even right. says literally it's year two of his experiment. Yes. He is deep in the experiment. Right. He's. Deep. Got, he's lived his traumatic life up to this right. point. He's decided to become Batman. This is what he's dedicated himself to. And at this point, he doesn't have any balance to what he's right. doing. He's just, he doesn't care about Bruce Wayne. And he is fully, Batman is who he is. So because of that, he he's not in the public eye right now. This is early stages Batman. So by the end of the movie, when he kind of makes his realization like, oh, being only Batman and being a symbol of vengeance and calling myself vengeance isn't the right tactic. I think what they're going to do is he's going to learn how to be and use Bruce Wayne now in future movies. So he's not going to be the same emo, like right. down and out Bruce Wayne in future movies because i think he he recognizes that he may be batman and not bruce wayne but he needs to use bruce wayne now as a tool especially because uh, yeah. of how he gets called out for no longer for, donating the way that his, his father family was did and his family the philanthropy absolutely and uh and the basically the the plot line of the movie which maybe people that, you know, they have to get it by the end, which is like leading by example. So he's claiming to be vengeance. And then what happens at the end with all these other, you know, guys that show up, you know, he has to, he has to question himself. Am I setting the right example? Am right, I doing because it right ends way? up being like, yes, his intentions are good and right. he's going after bad guys, but he is going to mean something else to every different person like he can't control correct who he's defined as by every single person in gotham and i ate that up i thought it was excellent Mm -hmm. absolutely excellent um but here's like here's my thing michael keaton which i always go back to is my favorite rounded performance of batman and Bruce Wayne. I think he was the best Bruce Wayne. He was like a reg, a regular person, kind of, you know, d- very much different than Batman. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to reserve judgment on Robert Pattinson's Bruce Wayne until his run is over. Until his run is over, because I think that's fair. I want to see what they do with it. But as far as his depiction of Batman goes, spot on. I thought it was excellent. Well, how about ta- go ahead? Yeah. Let's talk Riddler now. I will admit disappointment after the movie ended. Okay. 
about the outfit, the Riddler outfit. Interesting. Okay. They really like this was yeah. the w- the aspect of the movie that they most leaned in- into, like making it realistic. Yes, the uniforms. Which, in all fairness, like someone like the Riddler, like this is kind of the only way to go if realism is a big portion of what you're trying to do, considering it's a Batman movie. That is correct. That is correct. I'll give you that. I I have no, like I said, I didn't brush up against it till after. Okay. Because I got caught up in watching a movie and, and not really paying attention to the fact that it was a great Batman movie. Okay. So that's what happened to me there. And I did not, I did not mind. I did not mind after the fact. The Riddler, he did an amazing job. I, they made him a little crazy, which I guess is an understatement given what his mission was. But I, I liked, I liked how together he was to the end, and then at the end, just exploding with drama and emotion and, and, and like, this isn't going according to plan and you're not supposed to think that it was, it was tremendous, but it was really like, it, it's, it's so hard to talk about it without, I know we're going to be spoiler in, but I want to jump ahead. Spoil it. Spoil it. When he's in the cell at the end, spoiler alert, Batman wins. When he's in the cell at the end, talking to his cellmate next door, Yep. And the cellmate's like, everybody loves a comeback tale. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, of course they do, because they're all going to break out of Arkham and, and do something else next time. It was great. I was, so that's another reason why I didn't rush up, brush up against it, because I'm like, he'll be back. And next time he'll be more theatrical. Maybe. So that's what you were missing was the, yeah. the theatrics. From oh, the- yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think like, I think I'm good. I like the idea of he's essentially like Batman's version of like a Zodiac killer. That was a good, that was a great choice. That was was a great great choice. choice. And you know, he, the director was really honing a lot of, you know, David Fincher and that movie Zodiac and the other, you know, things that I think he, I, David Fincher does like Mind Hunter too as well. Yeah. So um kind of th- with that vibe uh, and direction was really cool. Um leaving all the hints and notes like it made sense like how they tied everything together with the Riddler made Tremendous. so much sense while also still honoring the the foundation character. of who the character is. I I couldn't agree more. They, they, I think they honored all the characters, including the mob characters, uh, with Falcone, Falcone, and uh, Maroni, and all that. I like. It, let's go back to the what is considered to be the quintessential uh, realistic Batman, The Dark Knight, where mm-hmm. we were all blown away by Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker. Of course. We were all like in awe of its grit and its realism at the time, and the char- the the mob boss was played by Eric Roberts, right? Which 
I I'm not poo pooing because I love Eric Roberts. I love me some Eric Roberts. I think mm-hmm. I, whenever he's in something, I enjoy myself. But he is certain certainly not the the caliber of a uh, Jonathan Turturro, if you will. Yes. Okay. As far as acting prestige, no. Yeah, he's, he's not. Um, I would agree with you there. I think they did they did the mob aspect of everything justice right which they kind of just sweep aside in every other movie uh, all yes. other movies the there's some you know or each i guess franchise or universe or whatever the mob right. is has something to do with what's going on but they're really on the periphery and it's more about focusing on the you know the the big bad or the big bads of each movie. Right. This, they did a really great job of tying it all together. They focus up right on it. There's always big talk about this criminal underworld in, in Gotham and, oh, crime it's is taking over Gotham. It's out of control. But then they just focus on the one guy and not all the corruption. And, you know, it's very loose what they do in previous movies this it ties in really well because the riddler's mission is essentially to end all of that corruption that's what he's trying to do he's just doing it in the completely wrong way he has the, the same mission as batman way. but he has a very differing view as to how to bring it about right i loved uh that element of it in this movie You've got Jonathan Turturro doing an amazing job with a sidekick that we will talk about because he deserves his own mention and own time. Uh, But playing a subdued character, not an over-the-top, in-your-face, flaunting my mobdom, uh, you know, like Tom Wilkinson, amazing actor from Batman Begins, but he was like, you know, there's a judge here. And I could shoot you right in the middle of the restaurant. Right. No one was, you know, yeah. like this was a very realistic, you know, this is how someone from that world would speak right? and, and talk about. So I loved it. I think they did an amazing, amazing job with that element. The, uh, the drug element as well, the drop heads, yep. you know, dropping these things into your eye sockets and all that. But, what I liked most is also what I think is the newest element to the Batman world in the comics. And that's the, uh, the family history. Okay. So the, the, the Wayne's history in Arkham is relatively new. They've always been philanthropists to, to a degree. Yeah, but uh, it's with the advent of the Court of Owls in the comics and mm-hmm. that type of uh, arc that you start to get this like, well, yeah, you know, the Waynes weren't all they were cracked up to be or there was some stuff going on or they were this or that or they were all part of a secret society. And the movie that I thought was the most interesting to touch on that was Joker with Heath with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Okay. So if you remember that, there's the scene where he goes to see like uh, Thomas Wayne. Right. 
and he like catches him in the bathroom and Thomas Wayne is like a super jerk. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, so I don't know that I love that. I think that s- swings a little like the Joker. It swung a little too far the other way, but I think yeah. like kind of to add on to what you're saying, it does make sense that, um, you know, these extremely rich billionaires didn't get there by just being nice all the time. Right. I mean, there's got to be some sort of flaws to these people. They can't be perfect. So adding that Arkham element that um, Martha Wayne is a descendant of the Arkhams and, you know, has had issues and stuff like that. And the cover up from from uh, Thomas Wayne, it all makes sense. And it makes sense, too, that, you know, I, I like that they made it so that yeah he didn't go full bad like he wanted the to to um prevent the journalist working on the story about his wife being crazy wanted to prevent the release of that story and so he goes to falcone who he had grown up with and asks for him to just scare him enough that he wouldn't back down and when he still wouldn't back down Falcone kills him which is not right. what Thomas Wayne did but at the same time he needs to know who he's getting involved with and needs to know that's a possibility so he's still agreed. to blame for that agreed there's that element of like you're tangentially responsible here for this death and so you're stained by and that and then I, I think it was great how they tied into that's what led to the Wayne's death is that because Thomas Wayne couldn't take what happened, yeah, he was going to go the to right the police, thing. and then it's right. only presumed that Falcone put the hit out on the Waynes because of it. Which, which again, if you're telling the story and this is your first time, that's great. But then, like, they were killed in front of their son leaving a movie theater. And depending on the version, they were either seeing The Mask of Zorro or something else. But so he couldn't live with uh, having this death on his conscience, but he decided to wait to go to the cops till after he took his kid to the movies. I guess so. I guess so. so. I don't know. Who, I don't know. who knows what was going on that. there? But they also yeah. they don't show when or, or how it happened. Like we're going right. from the backstory. Like a lot has changed in that backstory to begin with. That so we don't we don't know specifically where and when and how they died because thank the sweet lord he didn't get another <laughs> oh yes to dude. the wayne stuff and you know what we don't need it we don't, we don't need at this it point, we know we what don't. happened we know falcone had something to do with it presumably we like it is what it is and now we have batman like that's it I, that's all we need yeah. to know i love that they're just starting with a story mm-hmm. we're just in a batman story now yes that's Absolutely. what i want Absolutely. That's the way to go. Um, let's talk about some of the other uh, side characters, specifically what they did with the penguin, which yeah. I thought was personally, I thought was brilliant what they did with him as well. Let me tell you something. Colin Farrell is, and I'll just say it, is one of the most handsome men on walking the earth. Okay. He is like, I I'm, I'm, I'm confident enough in myself to say that out loud. And what they did to this man was 
pure Oscar worthy makeup genius. It was G ge- that is not, that's a different man. They, that's oh, yeah. a different yeah. guy walking the earth. He was unrecognizable and acted his ass off through all that he makeup. I did. mean, that was a performance. <laughs> yeah, he definitely. And what's great is we're getting a HBO max television show based on his coming up in the mob. I I'm all for it. Like it's, it's incredible that we're getting that. So yes. we're getting two spinoff HBO max shows from this movie. One is going to be based on the penguin. And the second originally was going to be about a corrupt Gotham uh, police officer has right. now morphed. Instead of that, they're doing a, an Arkham television series that's oh. almost like a horror arkham series yes. arkham asylum series okay. so we're getting that um but yeah the the penguin i give me all the penguin like give me more all penguin. penguin um it, we need more penguin yes i got a fever and the only prescription <laughs> is more penguin um i just think like again to modernize this character m- make him not a cartoon right and like a, a real person that you'd understand it's not just like oh he's a kind of genetically out of whack and he's similar to a penguin like they still gave him you know the you know the, a bit the, of a waddle a bit of a waddle and some you know scars and stuff like that but i just they, they just made him less cartoonish and then you have such a great performance by colin farrell that tremendous. this was this was the perfect way to do it i agree so yes it was the perfect way to do it he is penguin-esque without being you know deformed or whatever misshapen he you know they they had a scene where he was tied he had a waddle a bit it was nice to see that his his demeanor is perfect for what is going to be requested of him and i i just it's like it's like hit after hit in this movie mm-hmm. i've yet i've yet to really encounter something where i was like no that's it i can't have that the i feel like they never give the catwoman enough time to be mysterious they always immediately out the catwoman as selena kyle Mm -hmm. like we know that the audience but it's almost like in every batman movie selena kyle can't wait to tell batman who she is or like they can't wait for him to drop in on her apartment and catch her so like just once get like let the catwoman be in the periphery as you put it be in the sideline and and be mysterious like who is that and then we'll reveal it later but I think she did a great job too. I thought she did good. I think that was probably Catwoman was probably where I was the the least impressed with Fair what enough. they did with Fair her. Enough. I feel like they they could have done more and they give could have given her more to do. Yeah, if that makes sense. I follow you. Um, I I just you know, plus we have gotten two very good portrayals of Catwoman in the movies as well you have Michelle Pfeiffer obviously and then you have I I think Anne Hathaway was great as Catwoman as well I'm very pleased with Anne's performance Um, so 
you know, I, I, I don't know. There was just something missing with what they did with Catwoman in this movie. And I can't quite place it. Maybe it's because like, I don't know how much I buy into like her and Batman falling for each other so quickly. Yeah. It didn't seem like that chemistry was actually there. Or it didn't like build up in the way that would make sense that the two of them are like actually falling for each other because they didn't spend that much time together. No, it does seem a little rushed. Yeah. I I think that's where I have some issues with Catwoman in this movie. uh, Yeah, I have no I have no objection to that. I I agree. She again not not bad but not the strongest part of the movie yeah and Um, it's it's no knock on uh zoe kravitz performance either because she was great it's more to do with the character and her her plot right and her being uh taturo's spoilers daughter in this uh you know it was definitely a choice i don't know that it interesting added interesting choice uh, to say the least, but you know, I, I think th- that worked. It's just a little, uh, maybe a little too twisty. Little, little twisty. We're getting to a little too many twisties there. Yeah, you know. I agree. Um, how about? I guess the the last major side character is Commissioner Gordon. Well, at the time, he's not commissioner. He's Lieutenant Gordon. He's Lieutenant Gordon, which seems to be a pattern of what they're doing yes Uh, i have no problem you know i don't like jeffrey wright i do know you don't like him a very vocal critic of jeffrey wright uh and i've had to watch him twice this week now in batman and in uh the oh my god i can't think of the wes anderson movie i just watched yes uh the french dispatch french dispatch we'll talk about Yes, I was thinking of the French papers. I'm like, what? Uh, I, in both films, thought, okay, he's not that bad. But the reason for that is I think he's one speed. I okay. realized I realized this weekend he is one track. Like this, you Jeffrey Wright does not have range. And I don't think he needed it for this role. And I think the French the french dispatch uh also he was in his lane he he just he did a little exaggeration and it was just enough but that's yeah. i think he I he's of. very well suited for this character that's correct because that's correct. gordon is uh by the books the the only guy on the force that doesn't have uh someone else's money in his pocket like he that that makes sense for a a straight laced actor like Jeffrey Wright. Right. For a straight laced actor like Jeffrey Wright, <laughs> he fit the mold. He did a good job. I was not upset with his performance. As I watched that movie, I thought this would have been an interesting version for gary oldman to be in mm-hmm. because now i think he is the uh the high bar of commissioner gordon okay but knowing what i know of 
Gary Oldman and what we've watched him do for the last 30 years in acting, uh, I think he would have nailed a, a version like this. Like he would have loved to have played some kind of gritty or grittier cop. You know what I mean? But he was almost like the 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 calm one. The, uh, yeah, almost like, like the normal. relief. Yeah, from the the dark in this one, like you got a little jokes in there hit between yeah. him and the penguin. You know what I mean? Um, I I think lastly we would be remiss to talk about um, to not talk about uh, Andy Circus as Alfred, who didn't get as much screen time as I thought he was going to. But man, right. Bruce Wayne is kind of a jerk to Alfred in this. Kind movie. of a jerk to Alfred. And Alfred is like doing work and taking names. I mean, I I really liked Andy Circus as Alfred. And I, I'm not the biggest, the world's biggest Andy Circus fan. But yeah. I I really dug what he was doing in this. They went with the the kind of new Alfred Pennyworth idea, which is that, that he was ex- like MI6, some sort me. of ex-military. Yeah, type. ex-military. Yeah. Bodyguard slash I, butler. I like, though, how they kind of allude to that. Like, you can assume right. it's safe to assume that, but they never outright, like, they never get heavy handed with it. Agreed. Like, he's all, all, he's not in the action. You know, he's not like he still seems like he's retired from all of that and he's just sitting helping solve a puzzle for batman right you know what i mean he's not right. like all jack like ready to go out and, and fight alongside batman he's like no i'm taking care of the mansion still i'm gonna do this little word search that we got going on <laughs> right. for I'm you do my word I'm jumble opening up the package for you and whoopsie it was happened to be a bot you know like he's right he's still He's not like, I don't know. He still fits the mold. Yeah. Which I I have no like qualms, but I have no problem with. Yeah. I have um, no problem with. I think he did a good job. So thoughts on where this goes from here. We did get that scene that you were talking about of yes. the Riddler speaking to uh, a cellmate who happened to be the Joker. Which look to you like what's his name right who's that who do you uh, well let who do well, you think... i know who it is like right. we know definitively who we know. the actor is it's still so let's say who it is it's, so tell it's all the people who it is. barry keogan is the actor playing the joker he right. is if you are unfamiliar with his work he um was in the movie Dunkirk. He also Dunkirk. was in most recently in um, Eternals playing Druig. Right. I don't know how I feel about that. Because I don't know how I felt about Druig. I thought he, him and I thought he was one of the better parts of that movie because yeah. I, th I thought his Druig, um, his relationship with uh makari right was uh, like that was the best relationship out of all the little offspring relationships that they had within that team like that was the I one i bought it. into the most 
as opposed to like Icarus and Cersei was kind of like just I didn't get the chemistry there or you know Sprite being in love with Icarus I thought was a little bit of a stretch or even Cersei with um, Kit Harington's character right, the Black right, Knight right. like I didn't understand that but Makari and Druig like that made those sense. two made sense together okay I can dig that well regardless I I don't want to judge too harshly because I was not for Robert Pattinson I was not for uh, the, the John Cena Peacemaker which has become the light of my life uh I, I you know so i'm not even gonna i'm not gonna poo poo it i'm not gonna get yeah you know every the world was against michael keaton when he took on the role of batman and for 30 years about, he was the batman how about heath ledger oh being everybody, cast as the joker everyone's like who this guy people were like going nuts over that yeah people had no idea so yeah. uh, listen uh I liked the little bit that we got of him. Obviously we don't get a full shot of what he looks like. He's kind of in the shadows. The voice I thought was fine. I thought um, I'm glad that he didn't get too um, maniacal with the laugh. Okay. See, I I was expecting a little more. I thought the laugh was fine because we've already gotten yeah. multiple versions of kind of the same high-pitched cackle that the Joker has, I'm fine I, with a little bit of a different approach. I just thought it was a little too normal. Yeah. Like, I thought I thought the laugh was too normal. That's all. We got we to gotta see and we got to give it time because this is still early days Joker as well. True. So we don't know what he's going to evolve into. I'm hoping what they do with the Joker is one. I hope that he's in the Arkham series that they're working on. That would be awesome. But just like keep him almost like in a role for now as like the penguin. Where he's somewhat of a side character, kind of always present but never the main focus until we hit the certain point where it makes sense. Okay. Right. Now is the time for a full Joker movie with, with the bat, with him as the villain. I have, but no we've problem. already gotten so much Joker. Like there's so many other Batman villains. I still want to see that we haven't gotten yet that like, I'm okay with kind of sidelining the, the Joker for a little bit. I don't mind sidelining the Joker. However, given the grit and realism and the message behind the Riddler's uh, story of this movie, I really am excited to see what they do with the Joker, who is widely considered to be the most evil of the Absolutely, of course. Know, characters. So, so where, I, where do you think they go next? I think... I, I think there was a fair amount of wokeness in this movie. You have, you have a, uh, which is not the first time I would point out. You have an African-American Catwoman. Eartha Kitt was the first in the TV show in the 1960s. But that's not even what I'm referring to. Like having the oppression attached to her come from her uh, estranged, non uh admitting he's her father mafia 
dad, white mafia dad, uh, followed then by the, you know, his rant as he's leaving being brought into the light as the Joker, mm-hmm. as the Riddler wanted, you know, I'll, you know, this isn't going to stick. And, uh, you know, I'm, I own the police or I am the such and such of this town. It's like that kind of thing. And then I thought that the element of this movie where at the end they have all these vigilantes showing up that found each other and got radicalized on the internet and are now going to just basically be murderers was way too intense for a child's movie like well i i, mean, I think it's very clear from the get go this is not from your the dad's Batman. opening scene yeah of, this that this was a not kid's a kid's movie, movie. It just wasn't I, the, so the I, opening the opening was intense too intense. when you it's literally a horror movie at that point you, where he is right. stalking the riddler is stalking his first victim and yeah. he's in the house just in the shadows behind him at like i went to see this with my wife too and she was like i don't am i going to be able to watch this whole <laughs> movie this is scary yeah yeah that was that that was intense and i was like all right what's happening here who's watching who there was i thought we were in the it was similar to batman 1989 where he's watching this family and it looks like it's the wayne family turns out it's not uh you know, there's this father and a child. So I'm thinking, oh, are we watching, uh, what's his name? Uh, Thomas Wayne. Yeah. And Bruce. And then it's quickly, you realize that's not the case, but excellent. Like just set the tone perfectly. I, here's where I think they're going. I think uh, here's where I hope they're going. I hope they're going to maintain the tone. They're going to shift and and mature his batman which i'm all for i think he's heading that way towards the end of the movie he's literally leading people like being the beacon of hope and the symbol right. of light right you know leading them with that uh to uh, the flare which was like a almost perfect movie scene him leading those yeah, people like across that water just a scene. The, was the cinematography of this movie. Spot on. Top notch. Spot on. Top notch. So that's where I hope they're going with it. Uh, what I would say is I, I, I think the fighting style might like, here's my final critique. The fighting style of Batman was perfect. Very similar to the comic books, very similar to the Ben Affleck stuff they tried to do. Okay. Because they, they, they minus made the, the killing minus the killing minus the killing. Uh, but very like very visceral, very uh, karate like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you press A B together and it does a special move type. Right, thing. there were like combo moves. Yes, there I were combo I moves. found a lot of similarities between this Arkham movie Knight. and the Arkham games. Yes, to be 100%. honest with you, like between the fighting styles and um, the, even the like the portrayal of Penguin was most similar to him in the Arkham games where he's kind of a mob boss. Obviously in the Arkham games, he's like British, but still um, I, I, I felt there was a really big connection, excuse me, to those games. Yeah. A hundred percent connection to, to those games, which I was totally fine with. And I love the fighting style. I liked what they did there. 
I like that they're maturing his Batman towards the end. Um, I found myself at one point going, oh, maybe a little slow. But then at the end of the movie, I was like, please give me more. Like, I, I'm not ready for yeah. it to be over. Give me more Batman, which is a sign of a good thing. Uh, loved his portrayal as the Batman itself and loved the scene where he swings across to cut the wire so it doesn't electrocute everybody yeah. in, in, the, in the Thunderdome. Because again, I'm sitting there like, oh my God, are they going to kill everyone in the thing by electrocuting? Like, right. I, kept, I kept leaning forward going, oh my God, oh, oh, oh no, that yeah. can't be. Again, more? And then, um, so, and, and then taking the Batarang, because we, we got no Batarangs in this movie. Right. Taking the Batarang from his chest, swiping the thing. Very cool. Having that be where it goes. Unbelievable. Just unbelievable. Um, yeah, I think I think one of the, the best scenes in the whole movie is that car chase. Dude, that car chase. Again, scene for scene, shot for shot, one of the best scenes like that there's yeah. ever was. Like That is an yeah. intense... I uh, this I went in maybe I loved it so much because I went in with like no bar I was like I have no idea what this is I see that they're trying to do something gritty and dark it's been so long COVID's making me crazy I went there I sat down and I was given I was treated to an experience like I was ready to watch the movie all over again right yeah. after it yep I agree I think it was and you know for a three-hour movie it was a very fast three hours Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think where they go from here, I, I agree with you. They are going to kind of evolve this iteration of Batman. And I kind of talked about it earlier, what they, what I think they'll do with Bruce Wayne. Um, yeah. I think it's very interesting how like Gotham has now been attacked almost where you have the flooding. So they have, they're trying to bring themselves back from that uh huge event but at the same time now there's more crime than than ever so there's way more opportunity for um a batman to be going out there fighting bad guys um i I, a lot of people are talking we're gonna get quarter owls um we might be getting hush um who if there's one villain you would say you want to see most out of anybody who is it that you want to see? You know what? I just because I think he—we've uh, never seen him really. I, I'd like to see Hush. Okay. I think that'd be pretty cool. I'd like to see a. I'd see Hush. I mean, it's it's akin to what they were doing with the Riddler, but uh, I'd like to see Hush, and I'd like to see, believe it or not, Calendar Man because he's bottom okay. of the barrel. Uh, I just Batman wonder if villain. they can do that now because they essentially did that with the Riddler this movie. Kind of, yeah. They did the. They took a lot from that. I that guess that's arc, why the long Halloween. I liked it. Yeah. yeah, where Calendar Man is kind of, you know, being the serial killer. Um, I think for me, the character that I would like to see, the villain I'd like to see that we haven't seen yet, that I want to see done well is yeah. uh hugo strange okay and i think that would fit really well because they're leaning into the arkham aspect of this universe and this world got it so he could be really cool to see um and also 
maybe bring back um give us like a real whatever this world's version of a dr freeze would be Ooh. or a mr a mr yeah, freeze mr. would freeze. be that would be really cool i don't know I like how that. you'd do it but i would love to see them try it out i like that i do like that i could i could dig that i could see, yeah because i wonder what they would do he would definitely uh hugo strange would definitely be a very interesting choice in this world i think he would just fit i think he would yeah. fit really well because it seems like they're they're putting a lot of eggs in the um in the arkham in basket. the arkham basket yeah i agree um Continuing on, let's. Yes. We uh, are, are we putting a pin in the Batman? We're I think we a put a pin in it for now. Yeah. That was a very great experience seeing that in the movie theater. Absolutely. Um, let's talk about our experience from our suggestions last week. Um, Neil, you suggested to me a television, a Netflix series called friends from college. I, I suggested for you and kind of myself, because I was interested in watching it myself. I hadn't seen it yet. The French dispatch. Right. What do we want to start with? Why don't we start with friends from college? Your suggest that my suggestion to you first, because we're both going to comment on French dispatch. Yes. Um, so friends from college is a couple of years old now. I think it only got two seasons. It did only get two seasons. Um, I watched the first episode. Okay. And did not make it past the first episode. I didn't make it past. Wow. Um, I had a tough time with this show. And here's why. Um, I didn't like any of the characters. <laughs> well, I mean. I found okay. them. Like, I understand that was that's kind of the point, but at the same time, give me something to like, I don't, I didn't think there was one likable characteristic of any of the characters that they had. Um, I, and, and that's tough for like the, like that's the opening. Right. Episode where you're trying to draw people in and it's like, these are the worst people. But Um, you also have to spend a little more time so you can understand them. Yeah, but like you need to grab people with the first episode and they're not doing it. Two, I I can't imagine a world where (laughs) someone like, uh, uh, what's his name? Fred Savage? No, uh, Key. Right. Michael Key. His character is ever having the type of affair he's having. Um, Oh, cheating against on cheating on Colby Smolders. Yeah, I would never cheat. Completely on Colby unbelievable. That, yeah, that, that would that, that is, would ever. I agree. Happen. Made I no agree. sense whatsoever. Um, and it's just one of the, I I don't know if it's maybe like uh, like it's even like the side characters, like the significant others of the people in the group. Yeah, were talking and commenting about how annoying they all are when they're together right and i don't know if it's maybe just because like me personally like i don't have a big friend group like that okay right right, so i i don't maybe don't connect with that but i don't understand why they're all friends well because they all seem to dislike each other yes 
So why are they all hanging out with each other? They all, they're, they're all just fake. They want the appearance of it. They all want to look good to all their, all the other people. I just like, well, I don't find it, that. Had you, I didn't had find you it. Spent, had you spent a little more time, you would have learned all their backstories and so on. But that is, uh, that is fair. They are all kind of the worst people ever. Uh, they're very just real. Um, but what I, I just, I recognized people, like I recognized attitudes in, in the group and I was like, okay, I knew that guy in college, right? It was a, and it just, you know, made a little sense to me or, you know, the person who marries rich and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it just, you know, it did crack me up. Michael Key or Keegan, Michael Key is, um, a, a, a genius and funny and everything. And Fred Savage, I thought was just adorable. Like he was having so much fun. Um, the, the one, the one funny scene that I did like was yeah. when they go into the doctor's office with, um, what's his face? The fertility doctor. Oh yeah. And he keeps giving them like saying, don't do this. And then right. he's joking, but then he's not joking. And they, that was a funny, yeah. that was a funny bit that they did. Don't um, so that. I'll, I'll throw a compliment. Yeah. That's very nice of yeah. you. Nice uh, but you. yeah, friends from college, just... I'm sorry, was not for me. There you go. Uh, I, all right. Fair enough. I Let's talk about the French Dispatch. Let's talk about the French Dispatch. I just did a little... I went on my soapbox about friends from college, yes. so please, you lead us off. No, I have no... Uh, I have no complaint because I enjoy a Wes Anderson film, and I think... Like... Um, he gives you exactly what you think he's going to give you every time. Like when you sit down to watch a Wes Anderson film, that's what you get every time. But I think this one suffers a little bit from being too Wes Anderson. Like, I think he tried, which is little... unbelievable to say that that's, that's possible. Thing, right. Uh, I like the idea of the vignettes. That's kind of his shtick. Um, I'd have to say, my favorite of his films is the Royal Tenenbaums. Okay. Um, but I love Bill Murray, even though he's in it for like three seconds doing his thing. Yes. I love the artistic stuff and I despise what's his name. Uh, oh God. Who was Dario from live and let die. Oh, um, but not live and let die uh, license to kill. No, it's um, Benicio del Toro. Benicio del Toro. I am not a Benicio del Toro fan at all. I am yeah. I am actively against Benicio del Toro. But uh I thought his scenes and like that that segment was very, very funny. I think it was Kate Blanchett. Kate Winslet. No, Kate Blanchett. No, Kate Blanchett. Yeah. She Wait, did no, no. No, no, no. That was yeah. um Oh, Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. Yes. That's, that's right. who it was. She is another chameleon. She did an amazing job of being like the narrator of that and just being goofy and weird. I I like what I was watching. Like I like that this is a weird Wes Anderson film. I like a talky movie. I like a little awkward, you know, people are just ridiculous. Uh, the star of the movie for me, Adrian Brody. It was nice to see him do things again. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was very funny. Yeah. 
So I was all I was all for it. I enjoyed myself. I recommend it as one of his uh, good films. I don't think it was his worst, not his best. I would probably put it uh, Royal Tenenbaums, uh, Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, and uh, uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel in that order. So I don't know if I like Wes Anderson. Okay. So I am admittedly have not seen all his movies. He's someone right. who intrigue his work intrigues me. Fair I, enough. His the his style and direction I I do gen generally like. I like the idea everything like the the attention to detail in every yes. single shot is like genuinely impressive to me that he's Agreed. able to do something like that. Um I long ago back when Steve Azuzu first came out right I I was one I was way too young to understand it but I was watching it Fair and enough. I it was one of those movies that I could not continue watching okay I saw Grand Budapest Hotel a few years ago and I actually yeah. I loved that movie I thought it was really great so I'm like oh maybe I am a Wes Anderson fan right I watched this and thought like I had to watch it in stages. Okay. I was not able to sit and watch through the entire, like I was watching it almost in like 20 minute to half hour increments. Okay. Um, this was a slog for me because I felt like I was watching a New Yorker article. Yes. Which admittedly uh, is the point of right. the movie is to honor magazines and and journalists that wrote for magazines like that it uh, maybe it was too like intellectual and heady for me like something like the new yorker would be for me it's just right. i didn't have much interest be- i think because of that aspect i don't blame you yeah i that was know, tough for me to like okay this is too it was heady. this was this was too like Peculiar. This is too too much for me. This is too yeah. like uh, um we're I'm watching a Harvard I, Journal article, right, or something like I think that. Too he, sophisticated. He does his best when you're. It's all strange, but you're following one strange family. Yes, or like, like he d- he did what he set out to do was again to honor journalists and writers who wrote for that magazine he literally gave us an issue of the french dispatch correct where he gives us the little intro with owen wilson and then he gives us the three feature articles right just in film form where they're literally reading the words that they would have written um but special shout out to uh someone i did not expect to show up was uh, henry winkler yes yes he had a little appearance in there it was very funny um so i i don't think this one makes it for me dog it's a no for you dog yeah it's a no for me dog it's just i for me it's i you You need to watch have you not watched the royal tenenbaums i have not watched the royal tenenbaums it is something on my list of movies that i do need to watch so that may be your suggestion that maybe that's my suggestion Shall we move to our suggestions? Let's move to our suggestions. All right, let's do it. Um, 
So I am going to suggest for you this week, I have three possible options that I'm going to let you select. Okay, hit me. And I don't necessarily know how thrilled you're going to be with any of them. Uh Uh-huh. But I'm still, it's more, I'm interested in what your reactions are going to be. Um, One would be a, one of the films from a major action movie franchise. Wow. Okay. Um, Another would be a, uh, I think they did three episode docu-series uh-huh. about a very, one of the most controversial and famous artists of the 2000s, since the millennium. Okay. Um, and then the third is a very light mm-hmm. uh, 20-minute comedy series with a focus on improv. Ooh. Well, I'll tell you what. I don't think I have time in my life right now for a series. So I will go with one of the first two options. I think I'm leaning towards whatever the the best artist of the since the millennium is. What's that about? Well, one of the most con- so that one is um, the docu series that recently came out on Netflix. Okay. About Kanye West. Ah. Uh, called Genius. I have an immediate J E E N regret. Y U H S regret instant instant regret instant regret. So that's that's the first. Oh, um, God. so that that know. was that suggestion. The other suggestions were one of them was uh, Fast Five, oh. which is the best. Why five? Why not the first four? Because that is the best of that franchise. Yeah, and. It's a good jumping on point for those who did not like the first entries. Right. And it is the first, the second one with The Rock, but where he has the most prominent uh, role to that point. Here's, here's what, here, I'm about to give you my answer. Okay. And then there's the third one, which I can still tell you what that is. I will watch... What's the third one? Because I just despise. Okay, I know, both. I know. You just I like. Despise I both. hate okay. them both. The third one is a twenty-minute episodes. They yeah. just came out with this series maybe last month. It's called Murderville. I will watch Murderville. Okay, so Murderville yes. is starring oh Will Arnett. Thank you, Jesus. He is a detective who yes. every week gets a new celebrity partner to solve the crime of that episode. Everyone gets a script except for the celebrity partner. Okay. Who is adver- is actually has to figure out by the end of it who the murderer was. So the I'm first down. episode is with a guy that you don't like, Conan O'Brien. Uh, but the second episode has... Uh, Former NFL running back Marshawn Lynch. 
Okay. And there were points where I was crying laughing. <laughs> All right. He was unbelievable. So I'm completely fine with you picking Murderville. I if have you to, want I, to I will watch take that. it easy on yourself. Yes. Okay. I watch that. I can't handle the Kanye and, and fast of it all. <laughs> I will watch Murderville. My God, sir. All right. I had a choice for you until we talked about Royal Tenenbaums. Okay. Uh, the name of our podcast is It Was All a Stream. And both of these things are streaming for Frizzle mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. one is on Netflix, one is on Hulu. So, so okay. the Royal Tenenbaums is on Hulu. Okay. I think that is a good choice. And I can okay. reserve my next one. My next option for you is a lighthearted rom com from the early aughts uh, that just hit Netflix and I don't think you've seen, but is quite uplifting okay what what is it well i'm intrigued color me intrigued all right it is called just like heaven reese witherspoon uh mark like it a little ruffalo yeah and uh and donald logue who is one of my favorite actors period wow one of your favorite actors period that's correct i've decided that donald logue is a versatile all-purpose actor yeah that's fair that's fair um i think i am going to go with because i think i might have seen this before so i think i'm going to go with tannenbaums the, the tannenbaums yes all right I think I'm leaning Tannenbaums. So that's what I will do. Um, So next week, we will be discussing the um, finale of Pam and Tommy, which we did not have time for uh, today. Um, We will be reviewing our suggestions. You're going to watch Murderville. I am going to watch uh, the Royal Tannenbaums. And then we are bringing we're bringing back rolling our troll. We gotta next bring it week back. It's happening. Gotta bring it. It's happening next week. Um, Neil, it's been a great episode. We appreciate all of you for listening to another episode of It Was All a Stream. Please rate, review, subscribe wherever it is that you're listening to the podcast. You can also find the podcast on Neil's website glued to the screen.com that's glued the number two the screen.com neil what do you got to say to the people stream on everybody